0: We're on page Kufnun Zayin, 157, we've just been speaking about how only through the attribute of Hayda, of a simple admitting to the truth of Hashem's existence and that He is the only existence, everything else is bottled to Him, that is the only way to reach to the Halema to Hashem's in, hidden essence. And every other thing, every other way of service, even the highest levels of Natsilis, uh, from Chachma all the way down to Malkus, <coughs> cannot reach Hashem's, Hashem's essence. They only relate to levels of godliness that are in a state of revelation, a condensed, diminished revelation of godliness. And therefore also are all the levels of our divine service, whether intellectual or emotional, however high they may be, only get in touch with the revelation of godliness, not the essence. Only Haidah, which is the simple admittance, the simple bittle to Hashem, that is what can touch all the way back to His essence. And now we're just in the middle of explaining this verse. <laughs> so it refers to Chachma. and he Hashem, cloaks himself in the garb of light. The garb being teira, Hashem is within the levush of teira, and that's the last part of the verse. Therefore, that which says earlier in the verse also is earlier in the sense of its milut, its chesivus, it's more, it's a higher level, and that this is <laughs> hayd is referring to even higher level than Chachma. And therefore, it's referring to Kesser, which is the level which transcends so the Hristos, the chain of creation. Just like the, cat, the crown is above the head, above the intellectual faculties, the brain. Three lines on the top of Yedua. It's known that in Kesar there's two levels. The inner core of Kesser, which is called Atik. And from the word, like we said before, either from the word, um, the sense of ancient, primordial, it's old and the sense that it always existed. It's because it's referring all the way back to Hashem's... Um, hidden essence is very is real the real essence of hashem which always existed and never it was not it wasn't it's not a new existence which was created or revealed from that essence and then or atik in the sense of netak it's totally separate and removed from the chain of creation Arich, long the long which is referring to the external the um, more external levels of kesser, the outer core the outer layer of kesser. and that is the first uh, level within Hashem, which starts to relate to the outside worlds. Those are the two levels of the in Kasir Inyan hoid So that's what it says in this verse, hoid Vahadr. These are referring to these two levels of Kasir, ki hoid, perushay, ziv. Hoid means, glory means a ziv, a, just an external ray. That's the glory of the person. It's not the person itself, it's just the ray. You can move in a <Hebrew> and you can prove that Hoider implies this idea of a Ziv because it says in the verse, "When you me you shall place, shall place from your glory upon him, upon Yeshua, from your meaning, your glory, meaning a little bit of your ray, of your power, of your specialness, of your nevuah, and place it onto Yeshua." This Ziv is not referring to like a regular, just a diminished. Very low, you know, contracted ray of God, and it says, referring to all the way back up to Malchus of Ein Seif, the lowest level within the infinite essence of Hashem. The lowest level, meaning the level within Hashem's essence that starts to relate to the outside world. Shinasa Atik This lowest level becomes the Atik, meaning the highest level of the world of Atilis. How do we know that this level Hoid refers to the Hoid, the Malchus, the Ziv of Ein Sof, meaning this very high level, sublime level of the Ziv. Mayishakosuv. How like it says, like it says this verse about King Solomon, he placed upon him the glory of kingship. So we see the idea of Hoyd relates to specifically to Malchus, Hoyd Malchus. So hoyd therefore is referring to the Ziv, not just the stam, a lower level contracted ray of godliness, but rather the hoid of Malchus, the Ziv of Mal of Malchus and so this verse, just so you can understand what's going to say here in the mimer, this verse over here um, is referring to King Solomon, and it says, just one second, and it says that Hashem placed upon King Solomon ha'id malchus, the glory of his kingship, and the mimerfarsham explained that means that everyone could see. That he was roy to be a melech, he was roy Vuhogun, It was proper to be a melech. You could see upon him that he was a very royal, regal, and the medrash over there on this explains that actually, just like it says about Hashem's kingship, that his throne was established forever. So too about King Solomon's, that his throne. Was something which relate, which basically was king over the whole world, just like Hashem was king forever and king over the whole world. So too, King Solomon experienced kingship over the whole world. That's what it says further in the Meimor here. On the Medrash on this verse, it brings this idea of the that King Solomon ruled from one end of the earth to the other. So, being that he did, he was he wasn't basically a perfect ruler over the whole world. Um, Nikra Nikra Augustus. He was called an Augustus. He was called an Augustus, which the Medrash says. What is an Augustus? Just to clarify this, the Farshim and the Madrich says Augustus is the called their The Romans called their Meishal their ruler an Augustus, and the meaning of the word means the Meishal add and to make greater so an Augustus is even higher than a king and, and in the, in the Medrash it calls King Solomon an Augustus um, he's not just a king, he's a king even over kings and explain another place regarding Augustus Yeshiv. it says in the Medrash, I'm just going to quote it for you over here, the Medrash says about an Augustus it says, what, what what is there a greater honor to of the to an Augustus even more than a king? So it says, So what does this mean? The king stands on the luach, of the board, of the Augustus is sitting. So the Etzayev explains in the Medrash, when you when your person makes a picture of the king." That's the luach, you're drawing on this luch, this board. So when a person is drawing the king, you draw him standing to show to the people that he's standing and always prepared to take revenge for the people and to win their wars. But when a person draws an Augustus, this other type of ruler on a board who's even higher than a king, you see a person, you. Picture him sitting. You're, putting, you're 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 picturing him sitting. You're drawing him a picture of him sitting because uh, displaying that he's in a state of uh, rest after he's already been victorious over in all his wars. So that's the idea of this Augustus. Augustus Yeshiv. He's even higher than the king. He's the king of kings, and he's Yeshiv in the sense that he's already win. He's already won all the wars. So it explains another place in this about this idea of Augustus Yeshu, which refers to the level of Malchus of Ein This is the king, the idea of King Solomon, which it says about King Solomon, who is called an Augustus, the Ziv of Malchus. So, um, because Machos Ein Seif, the Malchus of the Infinite Asset of Hashem, is called the king even over the kings of kings. The highest level. And that is referring to the level of atik, Which is the inner core of Keser. Fine. So that's the idea of hoid It says in the verse. And another word like a beauty, is a, re- a revelation of a ray. A revelation of a ray up from the level of hoid. So therefore, it's only the idea of Arich, the outer core, of, the outer extension External level of meaning that which is drawn out from the level of Ho'id, from Atik, to be according to the level of the receivers of that revelation. That is the level of Arik, it's already long, that's the word the long face is already extending down to the worlds, to relate to worlds. This is a, just in a garment, a channel through which is drawn down and shines the level of Atik to the worlds. So this is just the external garment, which basically conceals the Atik and allows it to be received by the creations in a way which they can um, withstand it and contain that revelation. So that's why Hodr, that's Hodr. So Hodr, the fun of is referring to Hoid is Atik, the inner core of The Hodr is Arich, and they're also the of They're within you, Hashem, in your panemius, that's because they're relating to kesser in general. The um, see what it says in the famous Hamshek of Vav uh, regarding the intermediary of kesser of the Sphere of kesser. Of kesser, which is similar to a translator. See over there, and it says over there that um, kesser is always called the mutza ben a is the, is the Intermediary between the emanator, Hashem's essence, and the limited worlds, and therefore that's why every inter- every um, intermediary has to have two levels within him that relate to the higher worlds, meaning they relate to the higher level and the lower level. So the Kesser includes those two things. Atik, the inner core of Kesser, is called the Madrega Tachteinish uh, of Meitzel, the lowest level within the emanator, and in Arich, which is the lowest level, the outer the outer external level of Kesser, is called the Raishis and that's in the beginning of the emanations. And that is compared to a translator, or it's a translator, he both he knows the language of the person he's translating for of the person he's basically listening to and translating that. And he also knows the language of the person he's translating to. So therefore, there's two levels within this translator that able to he's able to bring together the two people. And they don't understand each other's language because he knows both of their languages. And that's the idea of the two levels within Kesser, Atik and Arich, which relate to Atik relates to the Ain Saif and Aret relates to the to the limited worlds and that's what's happening here that's Hoid and Hodr but Hoid refers to the essence of Atik the essence of that inner core basically all the way back to the Helem the Hashem's hidden essence so we see from this that the source of Hoid is from in the inner core of Kesser. so this is now relating back to what we're saying that Hoidah and within us this level of Hoidah our divine service relates all the way back, can touch all the way back to the inner core of Hashem's essence. So just like we were saying before, we're saying that Netzach and Huyd touch back all the way to Hashem's essence. So just like we were saying before, regarding the idea of Netzach, above in godliness, the sphere of Netzach, the Netzach Israel it says, that the victorious of Israel will not lie and will not change his mind. There's no, it's not Shaykh to have changes there in this level of Netzach. Which is referring to uh, Shem, and obviously also the Sfira of Netzach. So too, within our uh, person's soul, within the Koyches and Nefesh, the powers, the faculties of the soul, the faculty, the power of Netzach, who who say Chazak Bal It's a very strong peg. A very strong peg that's like pegged into the ground, you know, wedged into the ground, Bal and cannot cannot falter cannot fall at all and it's not going to change and it's not going to be be switched at any time whether it's a time of maturity or of of, you know of greatness or of more or of not so greatness it's all is always going to be the same basically uh you that's a it's also it's not going to be not, It's not to changes within us. It's always going to be strong. It's this Mida within us. It's a power within us that that produces that generates this inner strength that cannot be budged, cannot be changed. And it's never going to go away. And whether a person's in a mature state or or more not immature state, meaning the state in the sense of his level of his service of Hashem, he's really, he's experiencing a godless greatness in the service of Hashem, or a katness, or not it's not so great in a smallness of his service of Hashem, but nevertheless, no matter what his level, his level is in the service of Hashem right now, there's different times when we experience a godless, like in the time, the time of davening, or during Elul, and certain times we're in a state of katness, we're not so enthusiastic in our service of Hashem, nevertheless, This idea of Netzach keeps us strong in our trade mitzvahs, no matter what the time is. uh, Not similar to all the rest of the powers of our soul, which have to have a very prepared time for the revelation of these kayaks of the soul. Like, for example, the kayak of our our intellectual faculties, like uh, comprehension and contemplation, it's impossible to have these ideas of comprehension contemplation in a constant state only in a prepared time in a proper time for contemplation can you have that but when it's not when you're in the middle of your business you can't be in a state of contemplation of the greatness of Hashem and sometimes even when it is a good time to contemplate like during davening sometimes you're in a more immature state of your, of your intellect and therefore you're not able to concentrate as much and sometimes you're in a good mature state and you're able to really focus and have a uh, proper as it's known that there is a there is about the there is sometimes a person gets a certain help and uh, aid from above when he's explaining this this is the hinted to in the verse when it says and lovin' woke up in the morning that there's a level of in God, and called loven which obviously was a not a good person in the physical, but his spiritual source explains it. So this, it comes to the word, the loyvin ha'olyin, the supernal white, which white is always refers to the essence. White is the color which is not, it's the essential color, which is not any color. It's only when you add colors to it. So that refers to the, the essence of Hashem before it's been, before he's been contracted and concealed and put in different channels. So the loyvin wakes up every morning, this level, this sublime level, basically of Hashem's very essence, wakes up every morning, is revealed within the person, to wake him up and to give him a special aid in his service of Hashem and to be able to have a proper Hisbainerness during davening in the morning. That's why the morning, specifically in the morning times and the morning davening, Shachar is the best time for the, the most Zaman Amukhshur, the most proper time for Um So that's what it means. There's drawn down a revelation of His ray of Levin Elin from the supernal whiteness, Hashem's very essence, to arouse a person in His divine service. So she, he should have a special help to his Ba'inu When this arousal, on this, this ray, this revelation is felt within the person in the morning, so then his divine service is in a lot more complete state. And therefore, his comprehension of the greatness of Hashem can be a lot greater, a lot better and a lot deeper. He can um, connect to it in a lot deeper way. And therefore, he's able to arouse himself in love and true true love and fear for Hashem not just not just fake imaginations he's able to really focus on the greatness of Hashem and therefore arouse real emotions as I explained this previous mentioned Mimer um, from I think oh from or from I don't remember Um, but there are other times when there is concealments and things that hide godliness from the soul of the person and therefore his soul does not feel the light of godliness the light of Hashem. and then those times you need a very great a lot of work and a lot of toil within a person's soul till the person be able to comprehend the God the concept he's thinking about, and the idea should shine within him in a way where he should be aroused with true love and fear, with true emotions. So other times when he's not, it's not such a prepared time, like not in the morning times. And it takes a lot more work in those times. And sometimes even after all that toil, a person will still be in an immature state and not in, not in a enthusiastic, not in a good state in the service of Hashem and therefore will still be very hard for him to become aroused. As it's seen clearly to those who serve Hashem in proper ways, we really try to serve Hashem with He's explaining us there are different times, Shannon and Chalufim, there's different times where sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder. So, a person in all the other cases of his soul, his comprehension, his intellectual faculties, and his emotional faculties, explain. he, he, he experiences changes. Even when a person is on a very high level of his divine service, he experiences this love which is even transcends intellect, or a love which even where he actually is feeling the, the godly revelation within himself and experiences a which stem from the very essence of a person's soul, even when a person is on these high levels, the could be that a person that's on these high levels, which usually is like a, almost like a tzaddik, usually a tzaddik, could be it could be that even these when these levels, these high sublime levels, don't shine within a person, don't are not felt within a person sometimes. For example, at certain times when he's, he's experiencing a lachatz when a person's in this feeling of pain and stress because of certain that he's, he's having. Things that are beating him up in his life, Hashem should save us. Whether it's in children, or health, or parnasa, or sustenance, he just can't get his heart into it in these times because of all the stress he's experiencing because of these outside factors. To the extent that he doesn't even have the ability within his essence of his soul to experience and to experience his pleasure and this joy within Hashem. So even this, when a person is in these very high levels, the outer factors um, and stress can cause it that he shouldn't. He just he's not. His heart's not with him. He can't experience them. So now going back, so these are all only with relating to other kriyos of, of the soul of the intellectual faculties and the emotional emotional faculties. However, the kriyah netzach the power of Netzachin within the soul, victory hu kaim always exists even when the person is experiencing any immaturity within his heart and his mind nevertheless he's in a state of victory of overcoming when it comes to his learning Torah and his fulfilling of in mitzvah and he can stand strong and overcome any any obstacle which is trying to hold him back from connecting to Hashem so the nitzachim within him Makes him victorious over all obstacles, and he, therefore, even though he might he might he might not be experiencing intense intellectual connection to Hashem or emotional connection, but it will not affect at all his fulfilling a mitzvah or his learning Torah. He's always going to keep his shiurim. He's always going to fulfill mitzvahs in actuality. He's never going to it's never going to take away from his fulfillment of mitzvahs or his learning. He's still going to do it. It might not be with as much enthusiasm or simcha but he's always going to do them because of his which always allows him to overcome any obstacles in his connection to Hashem. Even times when he's experiencing stress and his heart's not with him, he can't arouse his heart to any emotions because of his whatever he's experiencing in Bani Chaim is anyway, he still has very strong within himself this this power of victory, of overcoming. The and a stubbornness, a holy, a good stubbornness. Um, but to feel of a mitzvah within so his davening and his fulfilling of tereh mitzvah so will never become weakened, These this this power of netzach, and will never become nullified at all. He'll stand, he'll stand very strong within himself, have an inner strength, to be able to stand up to any, any obstacles, even at the times when he's experiencing ex, uh, extreme stress from outer causes. Uh, and he'll take every, he'll take, he'll stand anything. And he'll take anything with love. He'll go through any of these studies with love. It won't change his perspective on his connection to Hashem. It won't, sh- it won't change his job when it, and his perspective that this is his job to fulfill Tayda Mitzvah with great toil. Um, so basically, no matter what, he'll always be very strong and very stubborn when it comes to the actual fulfillment of teriyah and he'll take any of these these sardis with love, even though it's going to cause him stress, and he's not going to be able to focus properly in his mind and arouse proper emotions because he can't really get into a focused state in his mind, but it won't affect at all the way he fulfills teriyah and the way he just stands strong as a Jew and also the other way not the, the opposite of if you suit him when a person becomes very great and he becomes uplifted to the extent his his heart becomes very very uplifted because because he's become rich and he's become very successful in his life this is also a test. Ashur is, is also a test. He won't let it get to his his, his head. He won't become in, in, inflated and, and just uh, egotistic and full of himself because of all this. It won't affect his fulfillment of the ter- law. <speaking in Hebrew> his heart won't turn away at all from his service of Hashem and love and fear and, ter- and fulfilling Terimitz's without any change at all because of his Nitzachin within his soul, just because of this Nitzachin it will make it that he stands strong through anything. And even though he's now in a different state, he's rich and he's successful, it doesn't change. He's always going to fulfill and uh in actuality. Even though it might distract him a little bit and he won't be able to focus his mind certain times, he's very successful with his business. And therefore, he's going to have maybe a little bit harder time focusing his mind and arousing true emotions. But still, it won't change his fulfillment of Tere and his fulfillment even of behidvah. And so, from here, all this we see that the power of Nitzachin within a person's soul, even though it doesn't have any Oyer, it's not experiencing any light, any revelation of Hashem's presence, and there's also there's no no there's no comprehension here, there's no feeling here. It's just a uh, stubbornness to do the right thing. There's no Oyer v'Chai Es He's not experiencing any light or any inner vitality, any inner you know excitement this like you you will experience when you have genuine, authentic comp- comprehension of Hashem, contemplation and genuine emotions for Hashem. And all the more so, like your person experiences in these the essential powers of his will, and he arouses his will or his his, his his pleasure, will being synonymous with and tainug being synonymous with the and Averaba. A person experiences an inner will, an inner pleasure, which are, these are obviously These are real enthusiasm, real. Um, he's experiencing a real revelation of his soul at these times. What he's experiencing, even though he's not experiencing any inner light from revelation from his soul, these times it's just dry action, stubbornness. But the Nitzachan allows him to have a very strong power, inner inner power to never be changed in his service of Hashem and his fulfillment of Torah and um, he'll never be affected in that at all no matter if he has experiencing revelation of his soul if he's experiencing emotional excitement doesn't matter he's always going to be strong and stubborn in his connection with Hashem and fulfillment of Torah and and keeping to his times of davening etc we'll stop there three lines at the top page kuf